welcome back to Full Time Football. I'm Connor McCann and tonight I'm joined by Jack Higgins and Scott McGee. No, I'm not actually. I'm joined by Jack Higgins <laughs> and David Campbell. Someone had, much better looking. I'm sure we can all agree. Jack, Jack Higgins <laughs> came in, in as a replacement for Toff and David Campbell came in as a replacement for Scott McGee. And I had not <laughs> changed my notes on that, so I just read what was in front of me. <laughs> so that's a good start, boys. I don't know, it was uh, suitable substitutions, I'd say, anyway. Absolutely. It's good to know we can put anything on the teleprompter and McCann will read it. That, that's good exactly. to know for later. <laughs> They're in for short run, Burgundy, right here. <laughs> <laughs> so, aye, it's been a wee while since we're last on, so... I think to start things off, Toff actually made uh, made the uh, what do you call it? List for the night. Oh, right. <laughs> the, the, the criteria. So uh, I'm I'm completely following his guidance here, but we'll wind the clock back approximately a fortnight and discuss the latest goings on at Kilmarnock. But mm. they appointed manager Tommy Wright. What did we make of that, boys? Uh, aye, that's, uh, I was I was glad that we were going to talk about this because um, I'm jumping on obviously but I've actually had the pleasure of meeting Tommy um, you know, a really nice guy really good coach as well I was when I was at Sports Scientist at uh, Falkirk I was sort of at pre-season time we were usually training next to them up at Earthry Castle at University of Stirling so um, got to got to meet him as I said first hand just a brief talking to but he was a really nice guy and um, obviously me being an absolutely nobody uh, as an assistant sports scientist at Falkirk you know he still took time to talk to me in that it was, uh, he was a nice guy that way but as I said on the other hand I'm standing you know about 11 a side park away from him and uh, all, all you can hear is him screaming and shouting and uh, he's, he usually is equipped with a whistle so he's, he's usually whistling it's uh, easily to uh, easy to find out where he is but um, no I think really good coach for what I could see um, and I think Kelly will thrive under him actually he's he's obviously got a, a decent um, decent senior career as a player um, and also you know plenty of knowledge in the game now as a coach and I think um, yeah I think what he done at St Johnston was was tremendous actually a lot of the time uh, for most of the time he was there um, obviously getting a, a cup final win uh, you get, mm. get a cup get some silver oh, Scottish, Scottish uh, Cup right? aye and uh, I mean I think maybe two out of, out of all the seasons he was there which was about six or seven I think um, yeah. he, he got a, a two or three top six positions so you know he's pretty uh, pretty consistent manager and I think uh, he, he'll do well to get the best out of the commandment players I think yeah. See but, for a club like St okay. Johnston, like see, like his percentage, like his stats are like really impressive. Like he's got a forty percent win, you know, uh, percentage at that club. Which you look at St Johnston, like where they came, they're not like historically one of the sort of bigger clubs floating about. Um, and his career trajectory has been good from them. Like his job before the St Johnston assistant manager's job was at the Lisburn Distillery, uh, of all places, like a rich football in history. Uh, just as you <laughs> going through his Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you expect me to rely on tonight, Jack? It's not fucking, you know, memory. Um, <laughs> um, but like, that is, like, just looking at that, that's impressive stats for the St Johnston manager. And you look at St Johnston, their progress over, like, the last seven years that he's been there. They've always been there or thereabouts, performing consistently, and they've become, um, like, a, 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 you know, a safe stay 
in the, the top flight. So, you know, Kilmarnock going up there, I think maybe he can sort of turn their fortunes around a bit, like give them more stability that they did have, you know, a couple of seasons back. You know, it could be, could be something special, that pairing. Well, I, you mentioned stability there. I've, I've got noted down here solidity, and I think that solidity is what Kilmarnock really need to get back very, very fast. Because mm. I was just having a peek at the table just before we came on. Uh, they're currently 10th in the league, but the two teams below them both have opportunities to get ahead of them. Yeah. So, I mean, you can go on about the fact they're no scoring goals and that, but they're very, they're very easy to play against as well. And that, aye, that's it. It's night and day, isn't it? You hit so, on the head there. I think it's the defensive shape is what Tommy will be trying to get out of them um, mm. because it's something they're seriously lacking. They've, as you said, they're not really having that much problem scoring goals, but um, keeping them out of the other end has been a big problem. And it's uh, really, really slack stuff. Um, I've only yeah. caught glimpses of their games and I've obviously watched them against Celtic. So, um, yeah, they are very, very weak uh, in transition, I think. And that'll I mean, be something that, that Tommy will be trying to do. You look back to like 2018, like you wouldn't be saying that about Kilmarnock, you know what I mean? The shape and the structure that they had under Steve Clark. Like any time I heard, oh, Celtic have got Kilmarnock this weekend, I was always a bit like, oh, like, no, we're going to get beat, but like, is this going to be a draw? Tough, to, uh, tough to break them? down, definitely. Ah, exactly. Definitely. You know what I mean? Particularly at Rugby Park, a very, very tough place to go to, which exactly. you always expect, even to a degree before Steve Clark was there, but I think. Uh, but personally, from your point of view, watching the game as Celtic fans last week, I think that's the worst Kilmarnock have looked in a good few years. Uh, certainly, sure since, certainly since well before Steve Clark was there. Yeah, I think since, uh, oh, perhaps understandably, obviously since Clark's left Kilmarnock to go to Scotland, I think Kilmarnock really have steadily been in a downward trajectory and it's really starting to get quite worrying for them. Because yeah. uh, obviously, I. I Ali's not on the night, but he could probably expand more speaking for kind of matters closer to his heart. But, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, smart, it's a I smart think, appointment aye. for sure. You know, it's, it's a smart it's, appointment on, for sure. On paper, it hundred percent makes sense. Like, we're under no illusions at what Tommy Wright is as a manager. Like he's, he's not going to come in and totally revamp Kilmarnock's style of play, have them playing fast, flow and attacking football. But <laughs> we, we know that's not our style. But with the players at his disposal to make them hard to beat and uh, a tricky customer, basically, as well. Yeah. What he had at St Johnston, obviously, what he done yeah. at St Johnston, uh, he prob- probably because he was there that long, he kind of forget just how good a job he actually done at St Johnston. But mm. that's a guy that had them in Europe. I think it was three or four times he had them in Europe. Obviously, yeah, had quite a memorable res- had quite a memorable result against Rosenberg into the bargain. If you remember that, I think that was quite early on in this time. Yeah, I, do, I do remember that actually. But aye, I mean, listen, it's is it as high caliber an appointment as Clark? Probably not. Obviously, with Clark, the experience Clark had before arriving at Coleman, he's probably could probably have a better kind of pool of players. You look to the likes of the guys like Malundu and Aaron Tishboa. Yeah. Clark managed to get in at Coleman. Players like that. I mean, typically, probably wouldn't end up at Kilmarnock and like, with no disrespect meant by that, but without mm. the manager, or a manager of the calibre of Stevie Clark. Totally. Uh, but, no, you're right. And and the thing you got to remember is that the two players you mentioned there, for example, are, are players that they've still got a hold of now. And I think, um, although they might, those two in particular, might not be that much of uh, use to them defensively, 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, Tommy will be Tommy Wright will be going in trying to get the defensive shape solid and uh, make it hard to break down. But he will be relying on players like Kabamba and uh, Shabola and that to to obviously give them an outball. You know what I mean? Give them something to work off. I mean, as I said, they've not actually really struggled that much to to score. I don't think uh, I've not even looked at the goal difference really. But um, can, I, can I struggle with me on my last probably since. Uh, the start of the year, but aye. Well, I think they're actually they're not the, they're the second lowest. But in saying that, you've got Motherwell, Dundee United, St Mirren, and all that. I've all mm. scored similar. In fact, even Hibs have scored the same amount of goals. Uh, mm. So I mean, they they are not really struggling in the grand scheme of things to put them away. Uh, but certainly at the other end, they are struggling. And as I said, I think I think that's what will be the mandate for for Tom. Yeah. He'll go, he'll be in and. It's no, this isn't new to him, uh, you know, being that lower half of the table because he, he is used to it St. Johnson and he's also used to getting out of it as well. And I think mm. he's no, he's, I don't think he's really had to fight for relegation, uh, you know, fight to stay up that often. But, um, he's no, I remember, maybe only last season it was kind of flirted with at the start of the season, uh, but he, even then they yeah. came out very well. I think they actually sneaked into the top six come, they might have done, uh, come the close of play. And make exactly. no mistake about this, this is a fight because 10th kind of flatters them a bit with Hamilton two games in hand, Ross County a game in hand. You know what I mean? Even the teams above them, like Motherwell and St Mirren, if you got to 7th, we've got games on them as well. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a good position for them to be in. So fair play to them for going in and taking that taking that job. You know what I mean? I must offer them good money because the position come on and it doesn't look that appealing. You know what I mean? We really look at it. I yeah. mean, it's certainly a risk because you'd... You certainly don't get long to make the impact because t- ten games for now we'll, we'll know what fate Kilmarnock have at the end of the season. Yeah. But uh, yeah. one more kind of interesting uh, comparison, if you like, with Steve Clark. Do you know they were born in the exact same day? No way. Do you think that's what they've looked at? Know, like, <laughs> we need them. <laughs> Steve Clark in disguise. <laughs> fate. We can uh, we can uh, interesting omen for any Kilmarnock fans there. Anyone ever so just, just one final Clark. question relating to Tommy Wright and Kilmarnock then. One option out a safe playoff or automatic relegation, where will Kilmarnock be 10 games from now, do you think? I'm going to the season finale. I'm going to hedge my bet and say safe. I think I think they'll finish tenth in the end. Like this guy's, like you said, good manager. Like look what he's done with St Johnston. Like they've become a safety club. You know what I mean? They've become that mid-table like stalwart in in the SPFL. And I think I think he'll turn it around. You know what a new manager can do to boost teams. You know what I mean? And a manager with this pedigree coming in, he knows the league well, he knows what he needs to do to try and, you know, boost the players. And I do think they'll outperform Hamilton and Ross County in the end up leading up to the end of the season. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna back them to stay safe, but barely. Uh it's it's an interesting one. They've got they've actually got a decent run of games to finish off the end of the season. I'm just having a look here and they've got Dundee United at home, got a game against Ross County. Motherwell, these are beatable teams, especially for especially for a club that's that's trying to stay up. Do you know what I mean? These are definitely games that can get points. The one that they worry about is this month against Aberdeen. Um, you know, if they can get even a point out of that, then you're 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 laughing really. But uh, no, I, I probably agree with Truff. I do think that closer to nine and ten uh, is probably where they'll finish up. I can see a dip in form in Dundee United. To be honest, I think they might end up finding themselves. Uh, around that kind of eight and nine position as well, 
uh, submitting as well. I'm I'm not really I'm not convinced that sixth and seventh place are, are by any means consolidated yet. So that sixth down the way, I think there'll be a lot of changes um, for the next few games. Mm. And I think yeah, I would like to see like to see Kelly just stay up and get to ninth or something. That'd be good. I think for me, I would probably go along the same lines. I, I, I'm going to say safe, but by the skin of the teeth, I think. It might be a similar story to what I actually is the new, but maybe Hamilton in the playoff place in Ross County did. Obviously, yeah. Ross County made a very good appointment for me, but I'm a, I'm a big Yogi Hughes fan. I just, think, <laughs> I just think in terms of playing personnel, I don't I don't think they're the strongest. Yeah. Well, in fact, I would go as far to say they're the weakest of the, yeah. of the teams in the SPL at the moment. Again, it's smart for them, appointing a manager who knows the league inside and out. You know what I mean? So that could be that could be their benefit. That game, Kilmarnock and North County, that Jack was talking about, that'll that'll be huge for this really. Oh, I mean that that would be a huge game. Obviously, Tommy Wright's had, had two games since his appointment. Mm. Two defeats all albeit one at one at Ibrooks, but uh, def, definitely the Tommy Tommy Knight's next game will be massive. Command that really do need to start to get points on the board if they want to yeah. be an yeah, SPL definitely. team next season. Yeah, totally. Totally, and they've got what is it? Saturday they've got Aberdeen at Pataudry. Oh, no, an easy one. No, an easy one. Ah, well, Aberdeen, Aberdeen's form's been pretty stinking lately, so it could be a point. It could be a good opportunity for Kilmarnock to get some points on the board with the way Aberdeen have been playing. I think it was five games of no score then. So, so anyway. Moving on to other matters, I think I think Toss put this in just to kind of rub it in with me that I normally get predictions on because <laughs> the last podcast we done, <laughs> I kind of slated Hibbs temperament and say, said about how they should be comfortably the third best team in Scotland this year and they'll just know. But their recent form's been a massive improvement and it turns out they are comfortably the, best team, uh, the third best third team best in Scotland. <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> so they've absolutely smacked egg on my face. What do you make a Hibs' recent upsurge in form. I like to start off with this one. I mean, so oh, it doesn't historically big club, you know what I mean? And I think like the thing with Hibs, they've had a couple of seasons of like Aberdeen have really rose as the sort of third force of Scottish football. You've seen Livingston, you know, the start of their season with this rise, and they were the team that everyone's talking about. So I feel that Hibs have really gone under the radar. So I don't blame you, McCann, for sort of like. Not looking down on them, but you know what I mean. Just like sort of overlooking them a wee bit. In, in my defence, I was speaking very, very, very recently after a three 0 defeat to St Johnston. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but you look at I must all be taken relative, of course. I think I think Jack Ross is a very competent, very good manager. Like at this point, he's been at the club long enough to really know you know what's happening there. Um, like I said, another lifer of the league like, seems to be a theme with like successful managers these days in the league. I can't, I, I won't lie and say that I've seen much of uh, Hibs games recently, but you know they've surged up the table sort of under the radar, and it's looking like it will be a tasty battle between them, Aberdeen, and Livingston uh, to try and claim that third place spot by the end of the season. I absolutely. I mean, almost without playing, Hibs actually gained a bit of advantage in third place, obviously with the benefit of the game in hand they've got. Oh, Aye. Of course, they were, they were due to travel up to Dingwall and Mother Nature said otherwise. <laughs> I, think, I think in the weeks before, I think, obviously we, we'd kind of mentioned Jackson Irvine in the, the last podcast we'd done, I think, recently after recent games against Rangers and St Johnston. Mm. Kind of 
I think with the benefit of a couple of games behind them, Jackson Irvin's really been starting to show his quality. I've got to say, when he signed for Hibs, I was very, very surprised. I thought, I thought, I thought it was an excellent sign for Hibs. Albeit, he hasn't, he hadn't had a club up until that point. He obviously left Hull the summer before, and obviously, but I don't know, I don't know what factors, be it injury or or COVID-related stuff. Yeah, I mean, he, didn't, he hadn't found a club until Hibs came in and got him in January, but. I, th- I, think a... me- I think in many ways that could be one of the signs of the season. Obviously, had... it is only for half the season. But... He's had a bizarre career progression, hasn't he? Like, uh, like a wee bit, you know what I mean? Like, sort of Celtic starting off, never really breaking through SPFL down to the championship. And then, like, he was absolutely fucking breezing it for Hull. You know what I mean? Like, appearing nearly every game in, like, the, the last three seasons. And then, I don't know what's happened there, McCann. I've got, like, I've got to say, it, it, it did take me by surprise that... Uh, Hibs were able to come in and get him. To, to be yeah. honest with you, I, I really thought he was. Something must have happened there. Like you know what I mean? Like something. Well, like, I, know, I know. Obviously, Hull get relegated last season, so, but yeah. I, I think he had aspirations to leave Hull anyway. And yeah. Whatever transpired, that never quite worked, worked out for him. Obviously, I know. It's like aspirations to leave Hull and went to Livingston. Like, I dared him. Sorry. You know what I mean? It's just a bit of a. Doesn't uh, seem I, like quite. A, I mean, uh, I don't think that he he pushed the move or it. He was out of a. He was out of a job. He was released for Hull, so he would have yeah. um, he, he would have been looking for a club at the start of the season, and it's obviously he, he's well, he's been out of football. He's been a free agent until January, so um, you, you do just wonder, though. You do just but wonder. No, but it definitely, it's like definitely a good signing. Um, I've I've actually yet to to watch him play um, mm. since he signed, but um, I, thought, I thought the the Aberdeen game. I want to say, I think it was about ten days ago at the time we were recording. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was sublime in that game. Really showed his quality. Get picking the ball up in the middle of the park and getting the ball forward fast. Obviously, Hibbs' Hibbs' main threat is in attacking areas, and I think he complements that perfectly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mental appearances are made for Australia as well. Thirty-four ah, so at this point. I mean. Ah. <laughs> I think I said closer to 50 in the last one, so obviously I get that one as well. But... <laughs> you're exaggerating, but, you're just trying to big you know up what, Jackson I, I, As you say, I'm, I'm a multiple multiple internationalist and has obviously been to a World Cup as well, so he's got a wealth of experience behind him. 100%. Yeah. And uh, it's, he, a, it's just a shame that he's, uh, he's choice in footwear as a joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 well, If you well, haven't seen the photo, <laughs> the absolute he stocks he's got in his Aye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Kleenex tissue boxes. <laughs> ah, he's, a, he's absolutely he's one for the hipsters to get behind these. Uh, aye, he's a, he's a phenomenally fascinating figure. Uh, definitely, definitely. But, uh, apart from Jackson Irvine, I, I do I actually really like Hibs uh, this season. I think the from what I've seen, the, the play has been really nice. Um, they are they aren't shy at the back. I think they they play all right um, out for the back and stuff as well, but. Certainly, you touched on there. They can uh, go forward. They're, they're actually very, very uh, effective, very efficient. Mm. Um, they, they'll, they'll honestly, they'll struggle to keep on to Nisbet. I think. Um, he's got Aye, to... I mean, obviously, he was very, very close to being away in the last last day of January or Aye. last day of the transfer window. So, and uh, <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't be against Celtic going for him in the summer. Certainly, wouldn't. Ta- I uh, uh, wouldn't. 
wouldn't rule it out, definitely. Um, let's, let's not talk any transfers until we've got some people away for the clubs. But I, de- I definitely yeah. think the, the formation hubs have used in the last couple of games, kind of, similar to the formation Scotland played in the infamous night against Serbia, the kind of 3-4-3. Three, three. Uh-huh. I think it gives their team the perfect, kind of perfect balance for the players they've got. Obviously, they've used uh, Chris Cadden and Josh Doig in the kind of wide midfield slash wing-back mm-hmm. areas. I think it's worked really, really well for them. I think Cadden's actually been a very good acquisition for them. Mm-hmm. Again, right. another one some, somewhat to Jackson Irvin. I think I've got a very, a very, useful play, very useful player in a useful position for them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think John Newell as well has had a really good season um, for the most part. Everything that, everything that I've seen from him has, has been pretty tidy. Um, I, particularly I've... watching him against Rangers and watching him against Celtic, actually, both both games I thought um, very, very tidy on the ball, quite intelligent player. Um, and definitely, I think he'll, if, uh, depending on where Hibs finish this season, I don't know, he, I think he'll be, be maybe pushing a move as well. To be honest, uh, Hibs, Hibs for all the Hibs for all the positives this season might find themselves having a bit of a rebuild for next season already, given the fact that they've got so much young talent. That's uh, well, I say young. I mean, Jonio, I'm pretty sure is like 27 or something. But you know, just in that sort of mid phase between hitting your prime years, um, you've obviously got Nisbet, who's fairly young, um, and. Uh, Deutsch who's fairly young so these two players that are, I know for a fact are on people's radars you know they might be on their way out I mean definitely you mentioned Joe Newell there I completely agree with what you said about him I think he's any time I've seen him he's very very good on the ball maybe his range of passing that slightly lets him down mm-hmm. in terms of that's maybe why he's not the next game level for where he could be but I, I think on the ball he's very very tidy Mm-hmm. It's a player, player I actually enjoy watching. It's, it's a kind of weird one as well because when he signed up, I, I kind of had it in my mind he was a winger. I can, I can mind him coming on a couple of, couple of games against Celtic last year, kind of out in the left wing, and he really did they look very good. I, I thought it was yeah. like a disastrous signing last season. <laughs> but uh, but I, definitely this year it's, it's turned a corner for him coming coming centrally, and he's, he's really, really impressed me this year whenever I've mm-hmm. seen him. But as, as you said, I think we. Guys like Nisbet and Portis in particular, obviously they were the two that very nearly left. Mm-hmm. Both, I think, I think both of them can still can still learn a wee bit of Hibs yet before moving off. I think it will do both of their careers a bit of good to stay with Hibs at least until the end of the season to develop their careers. Particularly Portis, I think Portis is a very good player, but he's. Uh, he does have a mistake, I know. He can't. He's be a very, bit very rash. I was going to say he's very rash, mate. Um, he dives in quite a bit from what I've watched I mean not just giving away the, the silly fills and, the, and getting the bookings and that that he's obviously he's had uh, but I, I do think it costs his team a few times a bit like for us for, for Celtic just a bit how maybe your, your Beaton dives in or your, uh-huh. your Duffy dives in it's a similar sort of mistakes where uh-huh. you can I'd cut say, that, you can cut that sometimes it's use of the ball for the back Sometimes isn't the best. He has a good ball playing defender, but sometimes you can iron out kind of mistakes playing the ball for the back. But Aye. I'm I'm very confident he'll develop into a very good centre half, despite <laughs> despite what every Rangers fan seems to say. I don't think any Rangers fan can stand him. But Aye. <laughs> but I think that's just because he plays well against them, and he gets in. He gets in quite. Uh, goes in quite hard. Gets stuck in. 
I think that's the only reason think, for it to be honest. And he plays, and he plays in green, so <laughs> whatever what <is> that like. <laughs> definitely not fair to put the boot in. That's that's for sure. Aye. So anyway, conclude conclude with Abs. I'd say at the moment they're strong, strong favourites for third. Obviously, I think. Oh, maybe they will get a game in hand actually because I think Aberdeen had a game in hand before but uh, leveling games with Aberdeen now four points yeah. clear them I'd, I'd say it's looking quite good for them at the moment yeah definitely yeah, it's looking looking sitting pretty there so anyway on to Celtic yeah <laughs> and, the so- and the soap opera goes on <laughs> oh, so I, th- I thought I was going to be talking to Toff and Scott McGee the night, so I, th- I thought I was going to get laughed at considerably more, but at least I'm talking to two folk that will indeed feel my pain, as I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing so, is, right, see when you look at the recent form, like, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm more than ready to complain about Neil Lennon in this season and the fucking, uh. and the shambles that it's been. I won't call anyone a cunt tonight, even if he is one. All right, I promise you. All right, I, I promise I won't call him a cunt. Um, but you look at the last four games since that defeat to St Mirren, right? We've won four, we've scored 12, and we've conceded two. See, when you just say that out loud, it doesn't sound bad. But see, when you look back... Oh, sorry, it, sorry, it, it, it sounds pretty good, to be it honest. It sounds brilliant. It sounds but see, like, but, you need to take it in context, because you look at the game against St Johnston, you know what I mean? And it's it's so inconsistent. It's mistakes at the back. It's, it looks as though we're going to concede an our goal at points, and it's, we're not going to leave there with the three points. The same, to an extent, in the game against Motherwell and all. And I think that's the frustration with Celtic fans, that they're going to turn around and say, oh, look at the run of form we've been on. It's been brilliant, but... You can still see the cracks there. You can still see Aye. the same problems that haven't really been addressed all season. Still watching the team for ninety minutes, and if if you're turning it on for three minutes and playing shaky as fuck football for the rest of the time, yeah. then it doesn't constitute a, a good run of form. It's not about form; it's results, really. Yes, it's a good run of results, but have you have you seen how we've been playing? Uh, and mm. that's that for me is still the issue. I mean, it's now just it's. Back in December, it was too little, too late, uh, and now it's it's so far gone that <laughs> we're so like, far past the line. It's the so line far the past it that it's, it's seriously <laughs> difficult to get enthusiastic about watching the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to go watch my team play, and I I want to see them succeed, and obviously want to see them win games. But see, even if they're winning games, but putting me through ninety minutes of absolute fucking heat top like absolute torture but <laughs> Chinese water torture that's what it's like fucking um, <laughs> and uh, I, I I can only I can only just excuse it enough to, to stick on the telly and watch the game now um, but yeah. I'll no say too much more because I'll end up starting greeting like I can well, that's, oh I know is... I mean obviously uh, I've had a few folks say to me that they enjoyed my wee, my wee uh, episode that I had in the, la- in the last uh, podcast. It's spiked ratings, I'll tell you that. I'll do it again. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can completely echo what you've said. I mean, to try to kind of take the last. I, th- I think I think I worked out that there's been five games maybe since since we were, since my since my near death experience. <laughs> but uh, I mean, obviously that that started be just. <laughs> somehow increasing my blood pressure for that with a defeat to St Martin at home but I think if you're taking these last five games in isolation obviously 12 points for five games 
it's not terrible on paper, but as you said, it's I, I even feel that the, the, the games have been away in one four mil, particularly in St. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never seen a more, more boring four mil victory. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I genuinely agree. I know how spoiled and and everything else to like the, mm-hmm. the kind of standard Scottish football fans of other teams. I know how spoiled that must sound. Yeah. But well, you know, his I, name's I was watching that board at my three and like T- to be honest, well, I-, I think that was St Mirren's worst performance of the season, which got us that result. I don't think. Yeah. I, th- I, mean, I, I, I think <laughs> Celtic weren't very good at all. But I th- like, obviously, I think they had one shot in target, which they, they obviously scored through a beautiful goal for Tom Nogic, which we know he is capable of. But until Celtic got the penalty, which, <laughs> to be honest, I thought it was very soft. Mm. It's just such a lifeless game, I think. And f- we we benefited for St Martin no playing well in, in my opinion. Yeah, I think uh, you could yeah. say the same for Kilmarnock. Like Kilmarnock, I thought were dreadful that night. Seth, not not that Celtic were were bad at it, but it's just <laughs> maybe the four mils were a wee bit too much cost for me. But, mm. but I mean, it's reality. You can't complain too much at winning two games four nothing. Like <laughs> do you know? Do you know who's sounding ridiculously spoiled? His name's on the docket, and I'm glad that he was going to be brought up, right? You know what's indicative of this, like, sort of juxtaposition between what's going on here? It's on to Edward. You look at the weekend, too. I honest, Hoff put in his notes, Edward. <laughs> just just notice that. Yeah. See if you're just looking at the stats, right? If you're just looking on to Edward, two goals, right? Oh, he went south of the game. That's fantastic. He must be, he must be playing brilliant. I don't, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I really don't. He's t- this whole season. He has been at his worst. He's been like, and, like, no isolating him. Like the whole team has been absolutely pants, as we know. But his touch has been absolutely non-existent. What's less than non-existent? His touch has been a fucking, you know, spring. Like, like in his boot, you know, what I mean, it's been absolutely fucking horrible. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd be disagree with you in a way. I mean, all, all the, I, th- I think Edwards formed the last kind of four or five games of kind of. Got Celtic points and maybe didn't deserve. But See, I don't. Motherwell, they could have very easily dropped points for me. He played well for sixty minutes, but if you can uh, only last sixty minutes in a game, in the last thirty you're puffing, that's that's not good enough for me. Well, exactly. But, that's the, that's the issue that I have. But, but like, for you. for me, Edwards kind of. I mean, I, I actually thought, despite despite the fact he scored two goals, he finished the game excellently. I've got to say, but. For 60 minutes up until he scored the first goal, I was still my hair out there. I thought he was awful. But... Yeah. The, yeah. I'm sort of somewhere in between. I, I wouldn't say... Uh, so a few seem to think that he's been pretty consistently bad. I think uh, there is huge spells of the game where he just doesn't look himself. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't look interested. He's, he's, he's touches. Do you know what? That's the thing, though. I, I, he hasn't ever really looked that interested, if I'm honest. I know, <laughs> I know Charlie Nicholas had a, a go to him and all that for his celebrations. If, like, I don't really care about that. But let's be honest, he, he's not exactly the kind of guy that you look at and he, he, he I don't know, he uh, exudes like excitement. He just goes about his life. That's what you're saying. He does have that kind of charisma. But, but that, that's the thing. So he, he, goes, he cool. goes to take the ball down and see if he doesn't, see if he takes a bad touch. He's not the kind of guy that's going to burst a gut and lunge in to try and get the ball because he's mm. lost it. Um, and, I, and I know that's just, that's not a quality of every player. But when you're playing bad, I want you to see you trying your best to. to you want to see that I mean? fire. I kind of yeah. want to see him like, oh, that was a terrible touch, Eddie. 
to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Slap himself in the face. Just, Instead of you know, he kind of consigns himself to the fact or concedes to the fact that when he's got yeah. when he's took a bad touch and the defenders away with it, he's already you know he's on well, his heels again and he's and he's waiting for the next chance as if it's just going to come to him. I'd like to see a wee bit more of him that way. That's but, just it. But I, I do think I do think what McCann said is is also very relevant. He has got us out of jail a couple of times, and and you know we have relied on him in past probably last season and stuff as well. Um, but I wouldn't say we've relied on him this season, um, mm. particularly as you said, McCann. The last few weeks, I think he's just got that ability to turn it on um, when it really matters. Yeah, I think he's, that's what make that's what really puts him above. And puts him in a class above a lot of players in this league, um, and what I've, will eventually probably be is making him and get him a move because he can look absolutely horrid for for sixty minutes a game, but then you know score a double and then and then it, I think he really 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 needs confidence in a game early doors before he can really turn it on. Like see, see after he scored the two goals, he was he, he was just tearing everybody apart, and the, his touch was on point. Everything was fine. Link up play was nice. Um, I think he really needs a goal or two, uh, preferably earlier in a game, and then you'll see the best out of him. If we're, if it's a pure struggling game, if we're now now up to like seventy minutes, um, you, that you're not going to get much out of him. Yeah, you're going to you're going to struggle. I think it comes down to like my philosophy of like what I want in a player. Like I've been absolutely slagged rotten in the past for pure fancy and Ryan Christie, which isn't it untrue. You know what I mean? But the reason I'm like more forgiving of him than um, other Celtic players is it's like the opposite of Edward. Like if Ryan Christie is to give the ball away, like he's right there chasing it back, chasing it down, like doing his best and putting that effort in. And like, you know, like that's the type of player I want to see on the park. And I understand that Edward has all the natural ability in the world. You know what I mean? He has all the tools, you know, if you could build a football from the ground up, it'd be on to Edward. But sometimes that isn't enough. And when he leaves Celtic, like you say, Jack, when he gets that move, like that's not going to fly at a bigger level than the SPFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? He can maybe afford to coast it here. And as much as I love Scottish football, there are, to, like, you know, at fucking Tuesday night at Hamilton, we may be able to coast it a wee bit. We kind of just light ourselves about that, you know what I mean? But, like, if he, if he does get a move elsewhere, you know, he can he, he can he be caught doing that. And I think he will get found out later in his career if this keeps up. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny you actually mentioned Ryan Christie. I thought Ryan Christie's another one in recent games that I have been, well, no, not even recent games, but more or less all season. At times I have been tearing my hair out with Ryan Christie. It's, yeah. I just, I just think for the quality of player he's shown he is in the last couple of years, I think he's really no, no get anywhere near the level he can do this season. I think he's I, been really quite poor in large parts of the season. I think but he's lost it's safe a, it's in another, his teammates. It's another one. He seemed to turn the screw again Saturday because... Yeah, for Edward's first goal was a lovely, a lovely assist. Aye. Second goal, lovely dummy to play in Greg Taylor for Taylor obviously played. The, the last two games, because he, he obviously didn't start um, uh, in the game prior to that. Um, but I thought he, he was a big difference when he came on. I thought he. I, oh, actually, I, that, I actually agree with you. I, 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 for the St. Mirren game, I, I forgot he actually was. I was thinking to myself, even before the St. Johnson game, like after the St. Mirren game, it's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind Ryan Christie coming off the bench, like, like on a permanent, because I think he got, he's got that hunger and desire. A bit, a bit like what uh, Truffles was saying there. 
Mm. Um, he is a player that I admire for that as well. He's the first person that if he loses a ball and it's 60 40 to the other player, he's still going to make a tackle for it. And I know he picks up quite a lot of bookings that way and, and gives fouls, but they're never, you know, they're never silly fouls in the edge of your box. Right? And usually he's, he's busting a gut uh, in the opponent's half, so yeah. he can get away with giving the foul every now and then. And, and that's you know what I want to see it's that, it's that hunger and that passion. But what I was going to say was, I think coming off the bench, he probably gets a bit disheartened that he's no starting. And then he's got a point to prove when he comes off the bench. Totally. I think he had too too long a run the team, Christy, because he was, you know, Neil's golden child uh, after Hayes left, um, and obviously Forrest being out injured as well. So you know, yeah, these <laughs> players are uh, he's, he's the third favourite, and now he's next in line. I think um, I just taking him out the team for a wee brief spell. It's literally been what one or two games that he was out, out in the starting lineup. But I think it's it's reinstalled a bit of passion in him that. He's got a point to prove, and he's got a position to fight for now. He's no, he's no just going to start uh, either centre mid or even as a striker just because Neil likes him. Do you know what I mean? I dis- I disagree with something you said there, Higgins, about like the, the idea that Ryan Christie got complacent because I don't want to come off as a Ryan Christie apologist. Like I can recognise all his weaknesses in his game, but you look at the type of player he is. Like for better or worse, he's the type of player who's kind of impatient and tries to make things happen. And that was fine when he was playing in a Celtic midfield that was actually dynamic, like under Brendan and Brendan Rogers. Everyone else was making moves, like getting in the right positions and all this. But let's be honest, look at the people he's been in that park with like this season. They've not exactly showered themselves in glory. Like Cal McGregor, I don't think he's been at the races whatsoever uh, and Champ when he was here looked like if, if Edward looked like he had no passion it, and Champ looked like he just wanted to be on a different fucking planet uh, half the world away I mean that, that, that's that's another point sorry to interrupt you Truffles but I don't, I don't know if you've picked up on what Neil Lennon said just as Champ departed last week mm. he said that he'd been wanting at the door for between 18 months to two years uh, yeah. for, for me why, I think I think that's absolutely baffling I mean aye you can, you can actually you can actually link it back. I mean, look. See, see, let's say the big games in particular, because we used to see in Champs a big. Well, I certainly did used to see in Champs a big game player, like yeah, exactly. Champions League away to Anderlecht, multiple Rolls Royce performances against Rangers in the first couple of years he was here. But you look kind of eighteen months to two years ago. I, I th- like, all, obviously the Lazio moments one of the best moments I've ever had in a football ground like that. Yeah. That was that's just standalone. But for the most part in the big games, and Champ's performance level had considerably dropped mm-hmm, since yeah. the first two seasons he was here. I mean, when players don't want to be here, they're not given that extra 10, 15 percent. So I mean Why was he still there? That they, I don't, they I don't these understand. Because they had offers in for Encham. You know what I mean? It wasn't well, as well, if there, there was nothing in there for Encham. There was no interest. Like there was definitely, if I remember back, teams always floating about him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I do yeah. not understand that. I don't understand that attitude either, McCann. And just to like finish off the point I was making earlier, like if you're playing with players like Encham who don't want to be there, of course Ryan Christie is going to get impatient. He's going to do rash things like kick the ball over the bar for fucking 40 yards away. You know what I mean? Like I do, I do sympathise with him for that. You know what I'm saying? I saw it. Um... Aye, what happened there? I didn't know if you were finished speaking. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, anyway, going back to the kind of point on Cham and whoever else, it was it's a kind of infamous interview of the season that came after Ferenc Farros 
saying, oh, I've, I've got players who don't want to be here. That, that's effectively what Neil Lennon said. Yeah, no, and, and that, yeah. see, to be honest, see, when he did say that, that was initially my mind went, okay, and charm. Uh, <laughs> possibly, <laughs> possibly, I'm thinking that's possibly Edward. Point, you were alone in that at all, I think. And, no. and charm was certainly the first player that came to my mind. You could, yeah. you could tell by charm's body language, he wasn't overly happy to but again, I mean, I, and I mean, I don't. I, I hope this doesn't come across like I'm picking them out or like picking on them. But Edward and Bo- and Cham, I think both, whether it's cultural, whether whether it's because of their their, I don't know, their, their space or their, their position in the the squad hierarchy. I don't know. But both of them, for me, didn't really have the same desire. Didn't you know? Even when you think of Dembele, Musa Dembele, for example. Uh, you know, Dembele the loves Celtic. They're similar yeah. countrymen, but he had serious passion for the club and love for the fans and all that. And, I, and I'm not saying that they don't have it. It's just like it's just less evident. It's very yeah. It's very hidden, if anything. And within Cham, you know, I think it became it became too far gone where he was actually pretending that he was enjoying himself. Um, that it did it was very evident to the pl- the players the other players the fans and of course mm. the manager who who outed him which I thought was completely wrong anyway but well, well listen he's he, see by outing him though that's I know, I'm about to get fucking rant mode here you know what I mean but that's what annoys me most because we're talking about oh Tommy Wright could come in as a boss and lift his spirits like Omarnock turn their season around we've talked about you know like what a new manager can do for a team Neil Lennon if he doesn't think that he has a major part to play in the cultural behind-the-scenes downturn of not only the function of the club, but of the morale of the team, then he is absolutely kidding himself. Like, is there a is it a coincidence that he's wanted to leave for between I'd, 18 months and two years, Neil? I completely oh, agree. You no. took over the job, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, I don't know why he's wanted to leave for the last two years. Maybe it's because of you, you know, maybe tough it's was of you. Tough was I don't know what's happening to me then. I'm finding myself agreeing with you quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's, it's the case. And, I, I don't know honestly, if that, that episode I had in the last last uh, podcast we done really, really had a bad turn on me because <laughs> I found myself agreeing with a good few of your points in it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, honest to God, like, it just it baffles me the amount of the, this lack of self awareness. See, actually, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of cautious of staying, staying on the Celtic thing for too long because we can. Yeah. <laughs> we can run all night. We can run all lost night. on it all night, but Aye. I'm just going to kind of. The thing you said about the kind of 18 months to two years, obviously, that's kind of when Rogers left and Lennon came in, that kind of rough time period. I don't know. I was listening to, it was only a 20 minute podcast. It was the, what was the podcast called again? Glasgow is Green Podcast. And they had yeah. Jack Aitchison on. Obviously, right. Celtic's youngest ever goal scorer. Yeah, it's a many promising player at some yeah. point, but. The comment Jack Aitchison made, obviously he was on loan at Forest Green Rovers last year and uh, has since signed for Barnsley. I think he's on loan at uh, Stevenage just now, I believe. Fair play, I'm but, I hope he does well. No, but, but ironically, as you said that, it came to my mind because that was his exact words on that podcast was he was looking to get out for between 18 months and two years, which kind of tells me that the pathway into the first team for these guys is just non-existent under one. It shows you the. It just shows you how much the club turned. Like the, the the day Neil Lennon came in was the day the music died. You know what I mean? And everything just completely fucking changed. And we said it. We looked at each other. McCann, I looked you dead in the eye that day in Malone's, and you were crying over the treble, treble. Right, you were happy, right? But you knew deep down 
as soon as that news, as soon as people started reading the tweets that Lennon was coming in, you knew in your heart and your soul the way it was going. You know what I mean? I mean, you I mean, you just had to, you just had to look around and speak to folk that day. I mean, obviously, I was not lucky enough to get a ticket that day. So as you say, well, we watched it in Mullins, but the kind of reaction was kind of synonymous right the way through the place. I don't think MD was ecstatic finding out the news that Neil Lennon had been appointed to Jordan Michel. It deflated the room for a bit. Just to, just to come very, very, very quickly on our last point on Celtic, I don't know if you've seen the, the kind of... Uh, everyone's obviously been calling up for this mid-season review and they kind of... They released a statement yesterday which they're, yeah. quite, which they're now trying to pass off as being the review. I'm, I'm not convinced it actually is, but... It can't. In Surely my, it's no. Surely it's in no. my brief time as a... It's a training secondary teacher. I've seen first years write better things than that. But <laughs> like, I mean, like, uh, basically, what it was was a lot of words on a page, which ultimately actually said nothing, right? Yeah, <laughs> that, that that is what it was. That's, uh, that was my one thought as I was reading through it. I thought that this actually isn't saying anything here. This isn't uh, telling us anything. This, I mean, the fan engagement this season has been an absolute disgrace. I've been very, very vocal on it. Who so, is the social um, media person? Like the, the oh, fucking I mean, Instagram stories they put up linking to the statement were the most amateurish, generic things I have ever seen. And that's fair enough if, we're, if I'm putting up an FT podcast when I'm eating my toast. You know what I mean? But it's not good enough for Celtic Football Club. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, I'm, it's, not, it's I'm, not get, I'm not even going to get started in that again. But uh, they, they mentioned think... something in that which was about not wanting to make rash decisions that they may later come to regret. How much more rash a decision can you get than appointing somebody in a shower 30 minutes after a game. Fucking... Oh. I mean, it's, they totally contradict me. I mean, Celtic are the grandmasters are contradicting themselves. Aye. We've known that for long enough, but how, how much more contradictory can you get? No comment. Because Aye, I there's no much that. more. I think we, I think <laughs> I we should we turn it on it, to be honest. Before we explode. I don't want to As we said, we're all... Obviously, I was expecting to be on with Toff and Scott. I was expecting to be laughed at some more. And I was, and my blood pressure would probably be raised even more. Than see, see, you go off topic. The wee funny thing it is, oh, Jack, I've just looked at. I've got a notification saying someone's liked the FTTV page, and it's another Arabian person, like whose name I can't say because it's not in English. The English alphabet. We are definitely big in like the Middle East over there. So yeah, that's good. It's oh, well, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> keep keep it coming. It's good to know. They love one division. Keep on sending them. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> MD that's been listening to this for the last, I think this is the 40th release, maybe 39th. I was counting it earlier and I forgot. That's but MD that's been listening over a period of time will, will know, in particular my feelings, but certainly I think just about every, every contributor to this podcast feelings <laughs> on Hamilton Academical. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I quite frankly can't stand them and I've been very vocal on that and wouldn't ever hide that. But, yeah. boys, it looks as if they're going to do it again. I hate to say it, but it looks as if they're going to do it again. <laughs> don't don't uh, say it. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're going to end up in that 11 spot and hopefully... I mean, let's, like... let's, let's give the wee story the new. I mean, obviously, we were talking about Kilmarnock earlier there. I think a point above them with two games more played. Ross County yeah. are below them with a game more played. On the same points, I believe. Yeah. It's just, it's just starting, to, it's starting to feel like they're going to do it again. I, I thought... I thought they were going to be long gone by this point. I thought, I thought they'd just about be a distant memory. I can't see them 
winning those games you they bring up though like who are they playing let's, let's have a look at this let's, I mean I mean, listen, could, you see, could you see them getting a point against Rangers last week honestly Truffles could you uh, no, no as much as I might have wished it who could, you have got seen them, could you have seen them hammering Muller 4-1 I mean nah. uh, absolutely, absolutely not I mean, <laughs> you've all made good points strong arguments you know, uh, <laughs> back, Hamilton Aki's have won six games this year right yeah three of them have been against Mullerwell and two of the games have been three goal deficits, you know? Ah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 3 0 4 They've done really well. I mean, listen, they've got St. Mirren, the Mora, actually. Uh, certainly, a, certainly a game for points in that. Points up for grabs. Hibs, you know, Hibs had a bit of a scare with St. Johnston. You never know. Like They've got St. Johnston to play as well. Hibs will, hand, Hibs will handily dismantle Hamilton I'm sorry but I get, I get, I get your point I get, I get your point we're trying to play this narrative that they could stay up I, I'm just no buying it <laughs> I'm, I'm no buying what you're selling I'm just, I'm just telling you out, right? Truffles, I've said the exact same thing as you for the last five years <laughs> and I, I'm just they, 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 I'm, they I'm always, always I'm they just accepting that they've got points. half a chance of staying up by this point and they're, they're going to stay up. Aye, that's what I'm saying. They always seem to pick up points. Seen the last like five, six games of the season, <laughs> you're bound to get a couple of wins in there and you'll probably hold, they'll probably hold Aberdeen to a draw or something mm. as well. But listen, they've got St Mirren twice um, between, well, t- from tomorrow uh, into the end of March. So, um, I mean... They'll be looking at those games and saying, "Look, win both of them, and we've got a serious chance here." Because Motherwell, I'm thinking Motherwell's fixtures are probably going to be worse. Um, if I have a quick look, well, just uh, even if they, even the team that finishes 11th, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced they'll go down in a playoff. Like, because it's it looks like Rafe Rovers, Dunfermline, and Dundee will be the teams that are led so, up. See, see, to be honest, I, I, I think it would be very tight between the four teams. Up. Yeah. Dundee have started picking up a bit of form. They've, already, they've recently signed Jason Cummins, obviously. It's a bit of a shrewd bit of business, I think, for yeah. particularly for the Scottish Championship. Games in hands. Hearts have run away with that league this year, man. I, I, know. Oh, but I, I mean, you're ex- let's be honest, you're expecting Hearts to absolutely trounce, trounce that league. Wait, I mean, should. to be fair, they are, they are I don't know, seven between seven and nine points clear, I think. I'm not sure exactly. I've not got no, no, the table in front of me. But, um, fair enough, Rafe Rovers have two games in hand to them, but at this point in time, they're 13 points ahead. Um, so, so it's looking for the right, 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 Okay, so, so without, without taking the games in hand, didn't they? Yeah, in without, consideration then. But, I mean, yeah, listen, you'd expect Hearts to absolutely run away with that. But, I mean, Dunfermline yeah. and Rafe Rovers have both, both beaten them this season, so... yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Wraith Wraith and Dunfermline on their day are handy enough teams. I I would quite like to see Dunfermline 11th place in the SPL, a right right good run at it. Yeah. Have fun memories of Dunfermline. Have fun memories of Dunfermline. Maybe we scalped them 8-0 and Neil Lennon scored when we actually liked them. That was fun. (laughs) 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 Zanaski scored five or something that they did. (laughs) Oh, magic, man. My granddad named a budgie after him. Mental. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So anyway, I don't know how we go into uh, Magic Zerasky if he talks about Hamilton, but, I, but that's what happens. I've kind of got down here. To, to be honest, I think uh, Hamilton starting at 11 this year is probably as good as it's been in a few years. I mean, if you think yeah. the young lad, Jamie Hamilton, looks looks a, a right good player, I think. I don't, I don't think he'll be at Hamilton for long. Bruce that Anderson, Moyle, that Moyle's a handful. Right, they've obviously got Bruce Anderson and one for scored a couple of goals early on. Ross Callahan's in the season of his life. Uh, I think they got him for St Johnston last season he was at Hearts before that 
but he's, he's really really come into his own at Hamilton Lee Hodgson obviously international player Hakeem Adolphin had a very good season ah, I he's been decent. obviously their squad depth is far from the best in the league like, I, I was kind of had a wee glance at their bench it's no it's, it's all very, very young guys but I think I think they've managed managed to get no a bad team together considering what kind of finances Hamilton would have had this season this season of all seasons Aye, I know you like listen. You give Hamilton a lot of stick in that, right? But <laughs> they miraculously they've stayed up for a number of years now. Like cockroaches. You, you've actually no. Honestly, you've got to you've got to kind of applaud that. And oh, I mean, the, of course you do. I and mean, and on the flip side of that, like you were saying, they they don't have that squad depth, <laughs> but they do. What they do actually have is a good rate of producing players. They do. They do have a decent academy, uh, and they do give opportunity to these players. Especially, I mean, the, a lot of players in the, in the SPL and even done in England as well. Like they just don't get that chance to break through first team and, and play regular football, and they end up going non-league or end up just chucking it um, or going semi-pro if they're up here, like uh, playing juniors. But um, I, they, they have a good philosophy of getting young players through. I think, and that's another thing that I would kind of. I'd tip my hat to for that because they've done they've no not only do they do that but they have also managed to stay up doing that so um, you know it's, as I said it's, you've got to give them some credit for that to be, I mean to, to be honest whenever I talk it's, it's not the team per se I don't like it's it's uh, the shitey stadium with the Sainsbury's in the background but not the <laughs> official pitch I'm just desperate to get rid of that for the SPL. Uh, it's horrid, man. Why is it? Why is it? it just, why, just so happens that Hamilton played in that pitch. Uh, if any other team played in that pitch, I would want them to go down equally as much. Aye. Aye. Let's get to the fun bit. Let's get to the dream. <laughs> the Rangers might be deducting points. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, I mean, obviously, I was... I, I'd planned to kind of leave it to... To Scott and Toth to discover, to discover, to talk about their recent form. Because I've got to say, I, I seen the result for the Hamilton game and was was very, very, very surprised to see it. So what I heard, Hamilton actually had a had a good chunk of the game. Hamilton actually maybe could have could have seen themselves as unlucky not to get more for the game. But I've got I've got to say, I, apart from kind of the brief highlights of the Kelly game at the weekend, I've not really seen a lot of them. So I'm kind of not in a position to from what I've how heard playing or. About, from, I mean, uh, speaking as a kind of bitter Celtic fan, there was some goal Ryan Jack scored at the weekend. What I, say. I, I see, I did see it, and it was class. Like, see, from what I've heard about them, they, as much as I hate to say, it, they remind me of when we were in our invincible season under Rodgers. Like, we like to look at it with green tinted glasses and all that, right? But we didn't play every game the best of our ability. There were some games we had to grind out results. Right, you know, so it's, a, it's a course of a season. You're, you're not going yeah. to be scintillating every week. Exactly. No, I'm saying, mate, <laughs> I'm saying don't necessarily been scintillating this season. But, but, kind of but they, they, have, they, have been, they have performed very, very well. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know? it's, all, it's all down to Celtic not being very good. That's the only reason. I mean, so they, Hand in hand with Celtic, no being good, Rangers have been very good. So yeah, uh, played twenty nine games and no lost one. Like that's it's no easy feat, you know. Even if we were playing well this season, it wouldn't have been. Listen, uh, not even be not only that, but they've only conceded eight goals. So I mean, they just they have <laughs> they have been they have been pretty dominant. So I kind of have to disagree with what both here saying. Uh, you know, I, I can see I can see the similarities between the invincible season, given them the fact that they're unbeaten, obviously. Um, 
Uh, but I, I, actually is, I actually do. I actually do. Although they are something to that, to be honest. But although I wouldn't say have been scintillating, but they have been like I mean, every game they've went into, they've dominated really, um, and and obviously the four draws that they've picked up, and they've been actually very unlucky draws. But uh, you take Hamilton for example, they scored what last minute or something nearly. Yeah. Well, it was late on anyway, and I, I'm sure. Uh, I can't remember who it was. St Mirren maybe picked up a last minute winner against them as well. Uh, aye, in the League Cup, aye. Oh, no, it was League Cup, wasn't it? Aye, they scored. Aye. Aye. Yeah. So they, I mean, aye, they've been they've been really, really potent uh, in front of goal and very, very totally. uh, effective defensively as well. So I You've mean, got to commend uh, Stephen Gerrard because Gerrard's done... No, <laughs> no I will no, not. He's came <laughs> He's completely changed the, the culture of that. So, tr- truffles, I do not have to do anything. Nor, nor will I. Listen, Let's listen. move on, shall we? <laughs> listen, I'm just saying, when Cadet Maloney comes in next season, I'm hoping he can turn around a bit quicker than Gerard did Rangers, but I'm hoping he can, you know, install that level of sort of, I'd say professionalism, but sort of... Listen, I, I actually really enjoyed Maloney as a kind of wee side note. I thought, I thought he was excellent in Sky. I'd love. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure he's uh, cut out yet to walk into the Celtic manager's job, but like, I, I, I would, I would some certainly of the other be names in getting him back in some kind of capacity. Definitely. Some of the other names that I've under, thought about, I'd like him. If he's working under a director of football as well, it could be could be something worth keeping an eye on. 100%. I'd say so. No. I'd say so. But we'll see how that him. develops. I think he, he obviously still stays in Glasgow, so he's, he's yeah. been he's now got experience of working with some of the best players in the world, working under. Maybe not a world Marti- class Martinez. manager, but at least a, at least a pop class manager, Martinez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that's maybe one to keep an eye on. Bring him home, Maloney. Would he be my, would he be my first choice for a kind of manager, head coach? Probably not, but I, I wouldn't they? I, listen to him talk about the game, I'm kind of, bring, I'm kind of more, more aligned with the idea than I, than I kind of was when I first seen it. Maloney is manager, McGee is assistant. That's that's what we need, I'm telling you. That's what we need. <laughs> anyway, McGee just chucks it. He's still playing. Bassey and Patterson. Drafties, no one void, only way to go. That's what I'm saying. I don't even have much of a comment on it. I, I'm... I, I don't know enough about it to be honest. Exactly, I don't really know the ins and outs. It's stupid if they've, if they've got involved in something like this again, especially after no learning a lesson. But especially, especially as well, as you say, we, we, what's already happened with two players before, obviously. I think I think they've both been shipped out. I, th- I, know, I know Jones is at Sunderland, I'm pretty sure Edmondson went somewhere as well. Maybe yeah. Darby, I want to say. Aye. Uh, they'll uh, be happy, they'll be I mean, happy. Seeing, seeing what's happened to them, especially two, two guys right at the start of their careers. They've already uh, got all the privileges in the world. Uh, the the privileged position they're so in, the, opportu- the opportunity they've got, and they uh, beggars belief making a decision like that. Yeah. So, I would definitely say, you, I mean, that should be the red card for Scottish football, and we, should, we shouldn't see a game again. It's obviously just. <laughs> ah, it's Rangers. Learn these football players and Rangers have ruined it. <laughs> the, league should, the league should absolutely be scrapped. That, that's that's the only thing I've got to say on it. Do it for themselves, you know. Uh, no yeah, bias listen, at all. I would love it, love it to happen. <laughs> I would find that absolutely hilarious, but I mean, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It would be disgusting. I think, I think, I mean, I the first time in my life, I would genuinely feel a bit of guilt,
towards Rangers or like... I have I'm a man without shame, Jack. I would oh, I'd rub it in their face. I'd be flying the flag. Here we go, Terrell. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, Rangers play Antwerp on Thursday in a competition called the Europa League. Remember, remember we remember used to, we used to win that. Aye. Nah, f- Europe's not even so, a thing anymore. So anyway, I mean, I, I, I was kind of again, I was going to give the four the other two to kind of talk about how confident they were about about getting a result in that. Kind of a few notes I took on Antwerp. They're second in the Belgian Pro League at the minute. Yep. After a spell of decent form up until the last two games, a three-one defeat away at runaway leaders Club Bruges. Mm-hmm. And I won each draw at fellow Europa League competitors, Standard Liège. Now, Higgins, I'm quite, I'm, I'm quite interested to see if you actually have any kind of insider knowledge on Antwerp, because I believe, Mate, I believe you said you know the, was it the under-21 manager or the academy manager under, or something? Under-23, under yeah. I, um, I'm glad you did say that, actually. I was on a call in the day, so that, um, again, similar to Tommy Wright thing, I'm going to, you know, Weed them our way in here and, and give all the expertise, inside knowledge and all that. But um, the insider, I was on with Ke- Ken there, Ken Baston. So he's the under twenty threes coach. Um, and I, in fact, he was saying that you know I'll not give too much away in case any of the Rangers backroom staff are listening. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I know they, they, they really were, do. Frequent uh, listeners to this show. <laughs> they were where they are, aren't they? Um, I'm. It was basically talking about the threat of uh, Barisic and, and Tavernier. I think that's something that they looked at. Um, they're from what I could gauge for Ken, they're they're not really that confident. They're not like no I don't know. He just says that he, he knows they're a good side and he knows that you know they need to respect them, they can't can go into it. But it is at home for them, so I think um they're gonna be trying to utilise wing play and uh counter attack because they know well, I was even just saying I was saying on a call pretending as if I know I'm like I tell you my easily he's a bastard, he'll no get he'll no track back, just uh, make sure you you get somebody on a counter attack in the left wing and you'll be sweet. Um, <laughs> but no, they, Ken, Ken, as I said, runs under 23s and in the training, they they were basically, their under 23s was mimicking a Rangers setup and, and playing as Rangers basically against the first team and then they, they switched it and, and got the under 23s to play as Antwerp against the um, Antwerp setting up as Rangers. So um, it's quite interesting in how these do, they do these things. There's obviously plenty of scouting and, and uh, opposition analysis into it. Um and um as I said, yeah, I think that they'll be they'll be setting up to counter attack Rangers and I think pff, I, from the most part I think Rangers will probably dominate the ball uh, as they have done this season. Um and from what I could gauge for Ken, they are looking to give them a bit of respect. So maybe hitting them hitting them on the break might be the way to go. Um so I uh, will see. But uh, I mean Monday Antwerp man, I hope that Rafaelov gets a, a double or something. He's a player. Yeah. I mean, I thought I took the three notable players that I'd kind of semi heard of. Raphael, I actually wasn't one of them. Oh, was it <laughs> I, no? actually, yeah. I, I, I seen a. Was it David Bates? Is he playing in Belgium? Uh, Belgium winner? David Bates talking the talking the paper the other day. I think he actually name dropped Raphael as kind of the main man. Yeah, but there's kind of three three ad are kind of semi heard of Jordan Lukaku. Mbokani, Mbokani, ex striker, and Richie Dalat, Premier League winner with Leicester. Uh, mm. So that's kind of a With uh, with Mbakani, right? So he's what we're talking. He's mid thirties yeah, or January something. He's quite uh, he's quite an old guy, right? So you're not expecting him to be that mobile. What we, what um, Antwerp will be missing, particularly in this game, I think he might be he might be back for the game at Ibrooks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Didier Lemke, his name is, um, he's he's a very good player. Very, in fact, he actually came through the Continental Aspire uh, player pathway. So <laughs> uh, first cheap plug of the night. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I, I I think yeah he he would he would have been a very very useful player especially at home. But I think yeah you'll be going for it away depending on what the result is in Antwerp. Um, but if he's back in the squad, then I really fancy them to take take something for the game at Ibrooks. Um, in Bacani, certainly a, a very capable player, but I think just that just not as mobile as he probably is anymore as he could have been. And, and I think, yeah, I don't really know how effective he's going to be against uh, the likes of Goldson and and probably Balogun if he's going to play. I don't well, know that's, play, that's the thing. Rafaelov has a bit of an underwhelming goal tally this season. They've played 17 games. He's got seven goals, which isn't he? You know, it's, nah, not, he's, it's not he's terrible, but it's a bit underwhelming. He's certainly a playmaker, though. He's, uh, he's yeah. sort Pro- of Christians, a are, you, are you even going to try and pretend you don't have Wikipedia out there? <laughs> no. McCann, that's what I've been getting through this show. How else did you think I was going to do this in all seriousness? Yeah, right. Rafaelov <laughs> of Antwerp has not had a very good goal return this year. How on earth would you know that? Because I have the internet open. McCann, it's, oh, no, it's no kind oh, of research. Geez, you know, it's no kind of research, you know what I mean? Take a leaf out of my book. Ali Madden will be coming on here like, wow, David Campbell might be stealing my job. You know, the, the facts he's spouting. And I'll be like, Ali, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You like to have fun, don't you? Oh, that's a good laugh. <laughs> Lenin out, what a cunt, get <laughs> on. So anyway, uh, that, that was actually, that, that was a far better insight in Antwerp than I, I could have possibly have hoped to receive in full-time football, to be honest, so thanks Magic. for that. <laughs> I had wrote, second in Belgian league, beat 3-1 by Club Bruges and played against Lask and Ludogorets in Europa. <laughs> and now you know. Now you know. Now I know how they're going to set up against <laughs> Rangers on Thursday and they're That's that's fantastic. Fucking. So anyway, we'll, we'll round off by a bit of sad news, boys. Oh. The, the Martindale train seems to have derailed the last couple of games. Uh, I don't think that's the end of it. I, I think it was going to come to an end soon enough, wasn't it? It had to. I don't know. I had to have a bit of a blip, but I, I, I mean, think I, he's. I, I, I seem like Levy been four, fourteen games un, undefeated. I, I think they I think they won a living of them as well. So mm. I, it was just it was absolutely phenomenal for. Yeah, it was excellent. Uh, Honestly, it was. Really, it was excellent. I, I mean, listen, the lost the two games in a row. I, I, I watched uh, a bit of the game against them D United, and might I say, one of the worst refereeing displays. I think. I've never seen. Uh, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the two sending off. Uh, I've never seen them. Get a man sent off. Peter Paul get sent off, and then Levy get a man sent off. Kind of later on, they get. It was. I mean, it was end to end enough for it. And the United ended up winning. Really, now are comfortable, but I mean, mm-hmm. Levy, Levy won won they without their chances. I think the United deserved to win the end, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, Peter Paul get sent off. I, th- I think it was only one 0 to the United at the time, but I mean. If the ref, uh, the ref maybe thinks he's flew in, but it's like one of the attack. He's it studs on the up. He's it's a borderline yellow card, if anything, probably not even that. And the other one, the less said about that, the better. I, I, he's been there to see it to believe it. 
I'm actually just <laughs> I'm just getting the video up. It's not a it's not a bad tackle for oh, the Higgins, it's a rubbish, Higgins, it's a rubbish Higgins tackle YouTube's. if you get if you get my just it's a rubbish tackle, but it's not a bad tackle. He doesn't catch the boy. <laughs> beggars belief how he well he, he catches him slightly, but it beggars belief how you can get a red card for him. <laughs> Listen, the only thing I know about David Martindale, I want to write I want to write the feature film about this man. You know, I mean, I, I'm listening. Yeah. Obviously, Shankland at the weekend there again, really. I mean, I, I maintain that I didn't actually when we went live last month. I maintain I didn't actually slate Shankland. I just suggested his position in the Scotland squad was maybe under threat. <laughs> <laughs> that, that very that very night he scored for fifty five yards, uh, and then there too. again he scored a double at the weekend, so he's, he started getting his shooting boots on. So <laughs> no baller, Lawrence. I've I've got you on that plane, son. <laughs> well, not even that it's a plane. They're playing, playing most of our games in Glasgow. Uh, who who are we go? Who are we playing in the next round of games, Scotland? Just so you said. Well, they'll have the World Cup qualifiers, but truffles, we're not bothered about qualifiers anymore. We make the real thing. Qualifiers are just get out the way. Get out the way for the fun to begin. Sorted, absolutely sorted. So anyway, back to back to Levy just very quickly before we finish up. Aye. Do you think it was crucial that their run came to an end against St Johnston? Obviously, at the end of this month, that they they'll play one in the League Cup final. Do you think that will affect the game psychology or that game psychology? Uh, I, 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 uh, I mean, you would you would expect it to, but I genuinely don't think it will. I, I fancy Livy for it. Um, I think Livy will be better prepared for it. Um, and if you, I mean, I didn't watch the game. Two uh, one though, for two one for me suggests that. It wasn't a, a runaway victory for St Johnston. I watched the highlight. Of, what does St Johnston kind of merited their victory? I don't, I don't think, yeah. think Livy will have obviously played far better than that in, uh, in recent months. But uh, you take you take the Dundee United game uh, with Livy, and obviously it was a bit of a trouncing, but plenty of you know plenty of controversy with the, the refereeing decisions and stuff. And then uh, Shank, to, to be fair, I thought three 0 definitely didn't they, didn't merit the. No, doesn't merit being the final scoring. Obviously, yeah, I, th- I think getting to the, I think getting to the league cup final, Levy will be well better prepared. Um, they'll have a better setup, I think, than St Johnson. St Johnson will probably, I would imagine, try to throw everything at it uh, and try to get off to a good start because they'll need that. Um, but for me, now nah, Levy will be, Levy will be better set up and, and better to absorb a bit of pressure, mm-hmm. and then I think they'll 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 find themselves. Oh, holding the trophy yeah Higgins you can talk aside, about I don't, I don't think that's be blipping formal effect Martindale's game prep I, I think he'll go, set, go about setting up his team the exact same way as he should because I thought, I thought particularly in the game at Parkhead when I seen them I thought, I thought their set up play was excellent really really good in the press defensive shape fantastic but to be honest really, should, should have won 2 or 3 in all that game for me but nah don't don't discuss setup. Don't discuss tactics. This is just a good story. Right, David Martindale lifting the cup. That's what we all want to see. You know, I mean, that's what all of Scottish football wants to see, and it's going to happen back in Livingston for it for no other reason than we need Martindale mania to run wild that day. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> happening. Well, I think I think we've run a wee bit over the road again. Not quite as drastically as we did the last time, but. <laughs> But uh, play me this time. I'll see you. Have you got anything to add on anything for that matter? Any, any topics at all? You can you can add stuff. 
Nah, just go and follow Continental Aspire. So Higgins doesn't I, I, say I it. think I think what, I think what I actually I'll do is I'll punch Aspire quickly. Um, no, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to the the game on Thursday. Um, it's not often that I watch Rangers, but I'm I'm just I'm kind of more into it because I've been talking to Ken obviously, and um, it's I it's took my interest Belgian football over the last few months. Um, certainly a place where. Young players can get developed and young players get a chance. Um, with with that being said, not just the Belgian Pro League, but also Eredivisie and um, Austrian Bundesliga, as long as and as well as Bundesliga One and Two. Um, these are all partnerships of Continental Aspire, and these are all the kind of destinations that we're trying to get players to. So um, you know, for any listeners that are um, still playing and that are at a young age and think they've got got what it takes to to make it pro, then um, definitely check out the FT. Football. I was going to say FTTV, full time football. Uh, if you check on their their pages and stuff, you'll you'll find a link to Continental Aspire, or you can f- check out Jack Higgins um, and links with that, and you'll find um, the Continental Aspire page on that. Um, just on top of that as well, Continental Aspire also have their own online content just now, um, so it's certainly worth checking that out. There's uh, webinars, um, YouTube podcasts, uh, and all the rest of that. So if you're enjoying their content at full time football, then um, I'm sure you'll find Continental Aspire's content equally as pleasurable. Pleasurable. <laughs> well, all, all that's left for me to say is, Jack Truffles, thanks for coming in. It's so late the placement. Son. Thank you. He's probably one of the very prepared to come in when he's done. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to bring some extra keys to this broadcast. I, 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 thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed having you on. Yeah, it was good. It was Thank you very much. Especially for the Antwerp analysis on itself. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, to be honest, I, see when I seen the topics and it was Tommy Wright and Antwerp, I'm going, right, okay, I can definitely talk about this here. I've got some, <laughs> some uh, personal experience with this. So well, I didn't, I didn't say the same thing, Jack, but I had Google, so I was okay. So. Ah, <laughs> anyway, I, think it, I think it's been a while since, since Oh, I, oh, no, I'm actually glad to, 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 to leave it so long next time. <laughs> I am glad to everyone else. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you after. Cheers. Bye.